This podcast is brought to you by Visit Bucks County, which promotes travel to Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Ideally located just 25 miles from Philadelphia and 75 miles from New York City, Bucks County offers scenic countryside, outdoor adventure, historic parks, downtown charm, miles of gardens and vineyards, and award-winning dining and accommodations. Plan your getaway now at visitbuckscounty.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to From the Locals, the podcast that explores the people, places, and experiences that make Bucks County, Pennsylvania a truly unique destination. I'm your host, Brooke Hillman, and on today's show, we feature Crossing Vineyards and Winery, a stunning 20-acre vineyard located in Washington Crossing, Pennsylvania, just one mile from the very spot where George Washington changed the course of history when he crossed the Delaware River in 1776. The history lover in me had to get that in there. Crossing Vineyards was started over 20 years ago by Tom and Chris Carroll, who we speak to today, along with their son, Tom Jr., who was only 10 years old when he told his parents that they should turn their 200-year-old estate into a winery. That's right, at only 10 years old. But he was on to something. Today, Crossing Vineyards grows over a dozen different grape varietals, boasts numerous award-winning wines, and people visit year-round to enjoy taste relax at their full-service bar, or attend one of their many public events, including their fantastic summer wine and music series. Hear how they built this dream and all of the latest events that they have coming up at the winery on today's show. And if you want a behind-the-scenes look at today's episode, make sure you keep an eye out for my blog post on visitbuckscounty.com. And finally, hit that subscribe button so you never miss a future episode of From the Locals. Thank you so much for listening. Chris and Tom, welcome to today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're thrilled to have you as our very first winery guest, so welcome. Um, And I think for you guys, I want to start, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the beginning here really has to do with this property, this beautiful 200-year-old estate where you've planted these vines. So take me through kind of how you came across this property, what drew you to it, what inspired you. Well, There are a lot of funny stories associated with this whole thing. Let me just forewarn you, Chris. Christine numbers all my stories, so she knows. <laughs> okay. She knows them all. We've been together for fifty-three years, and there are a lot of stories. You have to number them, or it's so, out of control. You know, so I guess, <laughs> I guess, Christine, I should start with story number six hundred six, right? Uh, okay, that's a round number. We can so start with that one. Story six hundred six is fascinating because. Uh, Many people often ask, how did we end up here on this property? Yes. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a great story because I had never driven on the road where, where, where we live. And I got detoured because there was an accident. And I ended up on Wrightstown Road one day. And I'm coming down the road. And I saw a sales sign on this, on this very old property. And I pulled in the driveway. You could tell no one was around. And the place was empty. And all of a sudden, a car pulled up behind me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm in somebody's driveway. And well, of course, the woman gets out of the car. It turns out she's a realtor. And she says, oh, would you like to see the house? And I said, sure. Oh. So, so I go into the house. And I fall immediately in love with it. But what's my problem? I'm looking at a house without my wife. Uh. It's the the death knell. It's the death knell. So I got her down in Yardley. We lived in Yardley at the time. And I said, oh, you're never going to believe it. I was driving down the road and I told her the story. And she goes, you're looking at a house without me? Are you kidding me? (laughs) 
so she immediately wanted me to come down and pick her up and take her up. And I said, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. And so she knew I would, of course, you know, but, this yeah. was right. a strategy on his right. part. So, so. so I eventually it's snowing and the place looks like a winter wonderland as we drive back up. Uh. And she says, what are you talking about? It's gorgeous. I said, no, you're going to hate it. And we walk into the house and she fell immediately in love of with course. it. And she turns in a stage whisper and says, mm-hmm. what do you mean? This is no, not nice. And the realtor started laughing. I started laughing. And are you ready? 15 minutes later, we bought the house. Get out that quick. It, it was just meant to be. Yeah, and, well, and you know, it's funny. Here's how I felt when I walked in the door. Mm-hmm. I walked in. I had obviously never seen it before. It was not in good repair. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you how I felt. Mouse poop and all. I felt like I was home. Oh, and that's and so important. every time I walk, and it's true. Don't I say this all the time, Tom? I feel true. safe. I feel like I'm home. Mm. And now with the business on the property, we share that home with, with so many people, the, the people in Bucks County and our other mm-hmm. customers who come from other places. So yeah, it's, it's our home. Yeah. And so special that you get to share that with so many other people. And so Obviously, at some point, this this home of yours does become a vineyard and a winery. And are those plans that you always had for for this property when you first purchased it? How take me on that journey? How exactly did that happen? That's an even better story. <laughs> we moved into the property, and three days after living on the property, at the kitchen table, our ten year old son turned to Christine and I and said the following: "Hey guys, wouldn't this make a great vineyard and winery?" <laughs> At 10 years old. Yeah, with no background in it at all. (laughs) And and I'm embarrassed to say at the time, I didn't know the difference between a vineyard and a winery. Sure. So I looked across the table, looked at my watch, looked back at Tom, and I said the following. This is exactly what I said. I remember it clearly. Eat your Cheerios. I got to go to work. (laughs) I ignored him completely. 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 A 10-year-old kid, yeah, vineyard, winery, great, but we got to go. Let's go. But he never let it alone. and. true. He started making wine at a young age. Every parent's delightful nightmare dream is your kid making wine, right? <laughs> and, and lo and behold, what happens next is he gets a great education. He goes to Princeton Day School, goes to Vassar College. But when he was in Princeton Day School, he got picked off at a, at a play at school and got approached by an agent to be in show business. Oh, and wow. We really didn't want to see that happen, but sure. it happened. And he became an actor and did a lot of professional acting. And lo and behold, he was living out in California after he graduated college. And we talked to him every day. I never missed a day of talking to him in three years that he was out there. Wow. And he called me one night at three in the morning because of the time difference. Christine was sound asleep next to me. Mm-hmm. And an hour into the call, he said the following, Dad, I want to come home. I want to plant these vines. I want to establish these roots at the same time, establish my roots. He had me. I started bawling. (laughs) I woke Chris up. She's crying. He's (laughs) crying. And we're like, okay, move back. Let's figure out how to do this. He moved back home. And by the way, he's our only child. We call him our limited edition. He moved moved back home. We started this venture over 20 years ago. And uh, it's been an incredible journey. It seems like Tom always takes us on these crazy journeys. And here here we are 20 years later. And and that is absolutely the truth. Um, Um, We now work with him. We share his dream. We share this business. And as I've often said to Tom, you know, we're sharing the wealth with our son. It's the wealth of our experience. Yes. You know, it's mm-hmm. my experience in 
in my field that I was pre it's Tom's experience with construction and right. with finance. And we are sharing this inheritance with him right now. And this wealth of our experience with him now. Right. And it's, it's a, I think it's, it, it's a uniquely wonderful thing that we are very grateful for. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. And so this is around the year, I guess, 2000 that he, he comes home and wants to start this winery and you have to start from scratch. I mean, the property wasn't used for that before. How did you even go about getting started? Um, we had talked to him, as Tom mentioned, about the phone conversation. Mm -hmm. Then we had to get to work with some research. Penn State was enormously helpful. Penn State Department of Ag were really our partners in helping us explore this this property right, and seeing right. if it was possible for us to grow grapevines here. Right. That's um, a whole nother part of your story. I'm sure is just figuring, it, figuring all that out. Right. Is could this, we do it? Yeah. Could we do it? We have 15 acres of property that we have now planted. So, okay. you know, we did a test plot. We evaluated the soils. We researched which varietals would have a likelihood of successful growing wow. in, in this, on this property. Um, so we had a lot of work to do sure. prior to, um, you know, Know, actually making the decision that this was going to work financially and logistically for us. Yes. So. Yeah. So take me through a little bit the process that you had to go through to take this from your home to vineyard and vineyard to winery and how you went about that transformation. Yeah, it, that was probably, I think the, the biggest obstacle was as Chris alluded to earlier, is could we do it here? That, mm -hmm. was the that was the big question. The good news was this property was always an agricultural property in past times. Oh, it great. It was, a, it was a dairy farm, a very large dairy farm at one time. Mm -hmm. Then after it was a dairy farm, we raised horses here prior to doing this. Oh, so okay. we always had some level of an agricultural-like business, -like business mm -hmm. or, or function on the property. And it was a historical property on top of that. So, yes. you know, we had a lot of things going in our favor, but we just, we were kind of breaking new ground because there was no winery in our area, you know? Mm -hmm. So this was something very, very new for even our local government. And one, one of our concerns from the beginning was that we wanted to have it be a, a brand of quality. For example, could we grow the kind of Chardonnay that they grow in France or California? Well, mm -hmm. our climate obviously is much more like the climate of France than it is in Germany than it is California. Mm -hmm. So we did a lot of research, Tom Jr. and I, on varietals, you know, and we we did. And as it turned out, we wound up with the Chardonnay clone that was a Dijon clone, the kind that they grow in um, in the Dijon area in France. Wow. Um, we, we spent an enormous amount of time doing that. To, to me, the quality of the fruit that we were going to be producing was extremely important. Mm -hmm. Obviously, very important. And so you you do your research, you, you find out what you can grow there. And so how do you eventually start then making the wine? So what happened, I said to Tom in the early years, when he when, once we knew we were able to do it, I said, well, look, our next issue is you need to go to school for this, get it, get a degree in this. So we really know what's going right. on. Right. So he said, I have, I have an idea. How about we hire a consultant mm. and let me, let me work together with a consultant. 
So we had to research consultants. It took us quite a while and we got it down to two or three people. And we hired a guy who had once owned a big winery out in California who mm-hmm. had all kinds of degrees in this that, and was here on the East coast. Now, like he, Pennsylvania, and, he lived in Pennsylvania. Yes. Oh, wow. so, mm-hmm. so we were able to have Tom actually go to his, this guy's winery and work there initially. And then ultimately then he came to our winery. And what happened then is he worked in our winery with Tom and I, and, and it went on for probably about a year and a half like that. And just to make sure, and, and by the way, he also helped us with the layout of the winery. He also helped oh, us wow. with the layout of the vineyard. He was a very, very capable guy. So what happened was uh, there came a point in time when he had instructed Tom how to finish one of our wines. It's, it's a Viognier is the name of the grape. Oh, and, that's the one uh, I think I just bought when I was there. Did I you? A it's a great it. wine. Yes. It's a great wine. The Viognier is a Rhone varietal from the Rhone Valley in France, and we grow it right here. Okay. Sorry for the background noise. <laughs> There's always something going on. So, so lo and behold, what happened was uh, the, the, the consultant recommended that Tom finish this wine a certain way. Mm. And he said, here's what I want you to do, and here's how I want you to do it. And then he left. And then he came back like four months later to do a tasting and see how the wine was going. And he tasted the wine and he looked at Tom and he said, this isn't what I told you to do. Oh, no. And Tom goes, I know. And he goes, and you know what, Tom? You were right. I was wrong. He said, what you wow. did, and, the, and the, do you remember this, Chris? I do. And, the, I and do. The, way you, the way you decided to do it, he said, you absolutely were right and I was wrong. And then what was next he came to me and Christine and he said, guys, you don't need me anymore. He said, because that was the, the moment stu- he goes, the student, the, the, the student, student just taught the teacher. The teacher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The teacher. And he said, you know what? You don't need me anymore. And he said, uh, good luck. He said, he's fine. See you later. And I that think was he, it. He, he taught Tom a really important overriding lesson, which is yeah. the fruit makes the decision the fruit Mm. really makes the decision so our wines each year you know if you and i won't mention brands but there are certain well-known brands where their chardonnay tastes exactly the same every every time every Mm -hmm. year every time it tastes exactly the same that's not the way with our wines because it's all about the fruit the fruit Mm -hmm. makes the decision and it it, if it's uh, a year where the fruit has gotten uh more ripe um and therefore you know sweeter and potentially higher in alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, the, the decisions that you make to finish that wine are, are dramatically affected by the fruit that you start with and the flavor wow. profile and that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's an adventure every year because each vintage is unique and it should be because right. the fruit is never the same year to year. So, and he, he's trained to let that be the deciding factor by the influence of this teacher. So, oh, that's and that's great. why our wines are so good, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that makes your wine more authentic because like you said, you're not manipulating it and you're really letting it be more organic from the start of the process. And I think that makes it more authentic. That's right. Um, And so you, you do all this research, you plant these vines and establish them, go through the process and... And then what happens? And then we had our grand opening and it was quite a grand opening in mm. 2003. Yes, tell me about that. And then it was really funny because um, when we had our 10th anniversary, we were reflecting on this. Um, so we had hundreds and hundreds of people on the week that the grand opening, we had hundreds of people. Oh, that's amazing you know, we're for like, a new wow, winery. Yeah. This is, was easy, you know? It only took us four years and all we were actually hundreds. We were actually overrun, yeah. Yeah, wow, and we, and we weren't you. sure exactly how to handle it and everything. 
So, you know, Monday morning we come in and we're all standing in the tasting room and it's, you know, 11 o'clock, it's a quarter after 11, Mm -hmm. it's 1130, it's quarter to 12, 12 o'clock, the door opens and in walks one of our neighbors and she's bringing cupcakes, you know, oh, today's your first day, you know, and she's bringing us cupcakes and good luck and all that was it for the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and so we, we learned the lesson that, you know, the old expression, one bite at a time, basically, mm-hmm. you know, how do you eat an elephant yep. one bite at a time? And we learned that this was one bite at a time. We, we covered so much territory between 2003 and we've got the vines producing, we're making wine, we're, yep. our, our business is open. And then we realized, guess what? It's still one bite at a time. And I think that has served us well, that philosophy, because we're in this thing for the long haul. And if we have to make a hard decision in the name of quality, we know that if we've done our homework and hopefully we have in making this decision, Mm -hmm. it will be the right decision for the long haul. So we've been in business 20 years and we plan to be in business for quite a long time to come. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Chris and Tom tell me more about some of the exciting events that they have coming up at the winery, and they also tell me about some of the amazing history that took place right on and near their property. That's coming up right after these messages. Whether you're a beer enthusiast or a wine connoisseur, Bucks County has a plethora of events that focus on sampling local spirits. Learn about your favorite bottle of vino at area wine tastings or sample locally brewed IPAs at one of Bucks County's breweries. Go to visitbuckscounty.com to learn more. Travel the Bucks County Ale Trail. Get the digital passport by going to visitbuckscounty.com slash ale trail. There are more than 25 unique breweries along the trail. Check into five or more locations and get a free Bucks County Ale Trail t-shirt. Start sipping your way along the ale trail today. Okay, so there might be some people listening to this who have never visited the winery before. And I'd love for you to just paint a picture because it's absolutely beautiful of, of what the winery is like when someone comes to visit there today. So I think the first order of business is to do a wine tasting. Uh-huh. And, I, and I often tell people the way we do our tastings, you're seated, which is very unusual. And of course, we're social distancing and doing all that proper stuff. Mm-hmm. But then what we do is we do a 45 minute presentation. It's wow. right in the winery where we make the wine. So it's kind of like getting a tour at the same time. Yep. It's, it's a very, very um, fun and entertaining but yet educational at the same time. Mm-hmm. Once you go through the tasting, then you have a, a few more options. You can you can come back and you can actually do a flight. You can mm. you can do you can do a flight. You can do a um, come in and just get some wine. You can get a glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. And we have all different flights. We have a red flight, a white flight, a combo flight, a sweet flight. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. We, we can serve cocktails. I don't know if people realize that. Oh, no. Um, it's Pennsylvania-made spirits and beer, as wow. well as our Pennsylvania wine. And you can have a, a it's a full bar. So wow. we do, and we do beer yeah. flights now. We do beer yeah. flights. We do wow. cocktails, especially cocktails. And yeah. of course- We have light bites. We have a light bites menu. And there's, there's always live 
live music here on weekends and yes. we're expanding Tell me about that the to, events too. Yeah. Well, the events, that's Chris's area. Yeah. So uh, um, one of our most popular events that we have and have continued over the years to offer, it's called wine and spirits, uh, tarot card reading and wine tasting. Oh, wow. And we also have um, this Thursday we're doing because the weather has changed. We're having sunset yoga. Um, <gasps> oh, I love we that. also have a summer program called yoga and mimosas yes. on a Sunday. We have craft evenings. We call them chalk talk and wine. Oh, and, I love that. And, and of course, one of the main events that we do in the summer, which, yeah, what what year is this? The 17th year for our concert series, which begins um, on June 18th. OK. Uh, and it runs through September 10th, selected Friday evenings. All the details are on our website and we'll mm -hmm. be promoting them on social media. People love our concerts because they can sit outside, enjoy the beautiful grounds. Mm -hmm. I would really recommend that if people are interested in um, in coming to our concerts, that they get on the website and they they make their reservations sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Good to know. And I also want to ask you about the name. Um, so Crossing Vineyards obviously might have something to do with where you're located, but how did you come up with the name? I'm a, um, a, a really big history buff and probably the most significant event in the history of not even Western civilization <laughs> took place a mile from where our business is. Yes. The crossing of the Delaware, Washington's crossing of the Delaware, when you think about it, changed the course of human of history. history. Mm -hmm. And that's not an overstatement. That's, nope. that's, that's a fact. Yep. And given that, we said to ourselves, how can we call our business anything other with an event of this historical magnitude having yep. taken place in this place? Mm -hmm. How can we rightfully call our business any other name? And right. so I think by doing that, we honor that history. Um, mm -hmm. Tom had mentioned this is a historic property. Um, uh, local local history has it. Um, and we have this information from the reenactors who do the crossing every year with whom we're pretty yes, they're friendly. so talented. Yeah, um, they have shared with us that they feel that part of this property was a um, was a mustering site um, on the days prior to the crossing. Um, oh. They couldn't really prep the troops right on the river side. They had to okay. move them to various places in order to equip them, instruct them. And so they chose this place, Not nothing existed here, of course, but it was just a place that was far enough away from the site of possible uh, British spies that they could instruct and equip the troops. So we feel like our property itself has historical significance. It's on yes. the Bucks County Registry of Historic Places, the houses. So um, given the significance of this property, mm -hmm. in addition to the much more important significance of the entire Washington Crossing area, we yep. felt like there was no other name that we could give it than Crossing Vineyards to honor the fruit and the importance of that in our yep. quality brand and then winery. And so that's how we came up with Crossing Vineyards and winery. 
Well, a great story. And yes, definitely a nice testament to the history and the significance that happened right there, which is so incredible. Yes. And so that brings us to the last part of our interview, which is our final three questions. We call them our final three in Bucks County. And our first one is, why are you proud to call Bucks County home to your business? To us, it's literally one of the most beautiful places in the world. Tom and I have done another thing that we do in our business is is we have travel program. And Tom and I have traveled really, literally, and this isn't an exaggeration. It sounds like one, but it isn't all (laughs) over the world. And, wow. and gone with customers to learn yeah. about wine. We've actually, we've actually been to 72 countries so yeah. far. We've been to Bordeaux. We've been to Burgundy. We've been to Alsace, uh, Champagne. We've been to South Africa with our customers. Wow. We've been to um, New, New Zealand, Australia. New Zealand and Australia with our customers. We've been to Spain with our customers, um, all in learning about wine. And every time we come back, Really, every time we get back and we get back on our property and we say, you know, the world is a beautiful place. But even compared to a lot of the places I have just mentioned to you, Bucks County is right there. It's uniquely beautiful. We have things in Bucks County that you won't find anyplace else. And I think that the county has done a good job at trying to preserve that uniqueness. And I think we have at Crossing Vineyards. I really do. I think we respect the history and the beauty of our property. And that's why one of the reasons we did this, we wanted to to preserve it. It is an agricultural security area, our property. And we have decided we made that hard decision in the name of quality to preserve this from development because we value it. And it is part of what makes Bucks County a unique place in all the world. And and what's interesting, we've become a community center, really. And Mm -hmm. we we do a lot. We do a lot with nonprofits. We do it very quietly. And we've done a lot of fundraising here. I'm always so proud because I I do auctioneering and I I donate my time and we try to raise as much money as possible. So we've been very fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah. Wow, good for you guys. Yeah, to, to give back, I think, is something really special Agreed. for your business to be able to do. So that, that's wonderful. Um, so our second question is, um, what is your favorite Bucks County hidden gem? Hmm. That's an easy one for me. It, it, it's, it's a very, very easy one because I think it's over, horribly overlooked. Mm-hmm. And that would be the Washington Crossing State Park for me. Oh, and, Love it. and yes. when I say the Washington Crossing Park, there's another there's another element to that that's an important element, and that's the canal because oh, it, my the favorite cana- place because the canal runs right through the park, yeah. and and you know I think for me that's easy because we live right here. Number one, it's right mm-hmm. down the street from us. Number two, I also served on the board of the Friends for the, with the park for years, and I think what what makes that so important to me personally is we live in an old home that's almost 200 mm-hmm. years old and it, it's part of our branding. And the yep. name of it is the David Barton Taylor house. And okay. David Taylor was one of the Taylor brothers that oh. you have to remember Washington crossing was never named Washington crossing till much after, you know, the crossing all took Happened, place. Yeah. But what's fabulous is we have this great park, which is amazing. And yep. all the buildings there, including, I might add, the Washington Crossing Inn, they were mm-hmm. all built by the Taylor family because it was once called the village of Taylorsville. Oh. 
Yes. So w- when you come here, you're on Taylorsville Road. And mm-hmm. what is now Washington Crossing was once Taylorsville. And mm-hmm. David Taylor, the older brother, was up here living in our home up on the hill. And then right down the street, Malin Taylor lived there. Bernard Taylor lived there. And they were quite entrepreneurish. And they were um, they really had this great village. They built the first covered bridge that went across the river. Wow. And, and it's it's a fascinating story when you learn about it. So for us, that's a no-brainer. I and, mean, at and, least for and me, it's more a than just um, if you go there, you can go to the visitor center where there's a wealth of of uh, information. You can mm-hmm. visit the Thompson Neely House. Mm-hmm. You can now Bowman's Tower was not. A, there's a misconception that that was where yeah. they <laughs> spied for the British during the Revolution. It did not exist then. That was yes. <laughs> that was built at a later time. But it's still a, a fun thing to do mm-hmm. um, to you know walk to the top of the tower and, you know, the Thompson Neely house. And literally you can walk on the riverbanks where the troops boarded the boats to do the crossing. Mm -hmm. You can also attend the the uh, the crossing on Christmas Day. <gasps> yes, that's so fun. I've done it many times. Oh, yeah. have you? Good. Yes, People come I from love all it. over the world to see this crossing and it's in our backyard. So I couldn't agree with Tom Moore. If there's one place you want to visit in the County of Bucks, it would be this unbelievably important historic site. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And that brings me to my last question, which is if you had someone coming to the county just for 24 hours, what would you recommend that they put on their must-do list? I have a feeling the park is going to be on there. It's like Gettysburg. Would you go to to Gettysburg and not go to the battlefield? I mean, if, if you only had 24 hours to spend, I would take the first part of that time and I would spend it there because mm-hmm. there is so much in a concentrated space. I mean, the covered bridges are something that are so unique to us that I think yep. that's really well worth taking the time for. Um, yes. You know, it's it's not something that you're going to see everywhere. And mm-hmm. it gets you around the county, too, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That would be a good thing if you had 24 hours to add that to your to your itinerary after you see the park (laughs) after you see the park yes perfect that sounds like a good day so chris and tom this brings us to the last part of our interview which is our set of rapid fire questions we are going to give you all of these questions and see if you can get through them in just one minute and since there's two of you we'll go chris you answer first and then we'll throw to tom see if you can get through all of them i'm going to set a timer and i think we're good are you ready I guess so. Ready as we'll ever be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Train ride on the New Hope Railroad or a plane ride at Van Sant Airport? Train ride on the uh, on the New Hope Railroad. That was actually one of my hidden gems. Um, (gasps) Oh, that's a good one, too. Santa Train, uh, the the uh, the Wine Express. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go on their website and see all the things they're doing there. That's a hidden gem. Quakerstown Farmers Market or Ferry Market in New Hope? That's a hard one. I guess because I'm more familiar with the New Hope, I would say New Hope only New because Hope. that's a a, a, dest- a tourist destination. So if people are coming as visitors, they have so much that they can see and do in the New Hope area. So yes, um, axe throwing or escape room? Um, I would probably say for say reason, for reasons <laughs> that my husband will understand and people who know us well will. I would definitely say escape room. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, watching the sunset at Lake Alina or watching the sunrise over the Delaware? I would definitely say watching the sunrise over the Delaware. The Delaware River is a uniquely beautiful place and one of the things that makes Bucks County uniquely beautiful. So I would definitely say sunrise over the Delaware. Good. All right, Tom, we'll go to you for these next ones. Um, Frisbee golf at Tyler State Park or hiking at Ralph Stover State Park? Ralph Stover. Bucks County Sweet Spots Trail or Wine Trail? Wine Trail. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Touring Font Hill Castle or doing the Covered Bridge driving tour? Covered Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elmo or Cookie Monster? Cookie Monster. Um, Used bookstore or trendy fashion boutique? The used bookstore. (laughs) Yes, me too. Me too. Yeah, fashion would not be on his radar in any way. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say that, you know, we took longer than a minute to get through those, but it is because you had some wonderful commentary to share around so many of the choices that we highlighted. So we appreciate that for sure. You guys did a wonderful job. Thank you, Brooke. We We enjoyed it. Thank you, Brooke. And that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. To learn more about Crossing Vineyards, see their wine selection, or learn about the events that they have going on, visit their website, www.crossingvineyards.com. And for more information about Washington Crossing Park, the Covered Bridge Driving Tour, and many other activities in the area, you can always go to visitbuckscounty.com. Once again, I'm your host, Brooke Hillman, and I'll see you next time here on From the Locals.